Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Adam Adams. Thanks for being on the show again, Adam. Thank you for having me, brother. Yeah, honored to have you back. And I love talking to Adam about some of his special skills. He's He has some unique skills that have helped many people in branding and growing meetups or podcasts or really getting out, putting themselves out there in a very professional manner. So looking forward to this conversation. A little about Adam. You should go back and listen to some other episodes. He was all the way back on show number seven on October 28th of 2018, believe it or not. We've done numerous shows since then about numerous topics. But he started investing in real estate in 2000. 2005, after repositioning his first apartment community in 2007 from $2 million value to $4 million value in 12 months as property manager. He bought his first multifamily apartment building. Was that as you were a property manager as well, Adam? Right after. So in Utah, when you don't have a license, you're not allowed to manage property for one person while you don't live there. So as soon as I bought my triplex, my first multifamily in 2008, I had to quit and move out of that. 18 unit that I was managing. Wow. Okay. And Adam is the organizer of Colorado's most active real estate group, and he hosts the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And and maybe Adam can give us a little update on how many hundreds of doors they're at or whatever their focus right now in the real estate business in these crazy times. But you know, I know that each one of you listening, especially if you are trying to be an active operator, you are attempting and trying to brand yourself in the most professional manner that you can. And it's not easy. It's not easy. And sometimes we can get ahead of ourselves and sometimes maybe even be interviewed on podcasts or do different things before we're prepared, before we have a few things lined up that could make those help us to be so much more successful. And we may even be wasting our time if we haven't done just a few key things. And Adam's going to help us with that. But Adam, why don't you give us an update about your team and let's jump in. Well, we're recording during the coronavirus, and so the biggest update, it's happy and sad. It's one of those things where you feel kind of good about yourself, but you feel really terrible too. We just backed out of a deal during coronavirus, and it's costing us a significant amount of capital, which is a very tough pill to swallow. And I hope that others listening will take that and kind of think about why did Adam just lose hundreds of thousands of dollars on a deal that he backed out of during coronavirus. Maybe I should too. Maybe, maybe, who knows? But we were scared about what's happening with the market and not sure if it was the right time. The six million that we raised, we wrote checks back to all of the investors. We didn't want to pay that many wire fees. That would have been a lot of wire transaction fees, but we wrote checks back to the investors and gave them their money because we didn't know what might happen in the next couple of years. We talked about in 2008, I owned that apartment, that multifamily, that small one. Well, my tenants weren't able to pay in 2009, 10, and 11. I lost the first multifamily that I ever owned. I lost it three years later, a couple years after the crash. And so I'm afraid for what may or may not happen. And it was easier to lose our money than it was to lose investor money. So we jumped out of a deal 
And so maybe that was the right move. And I hope it was. I hope that we didn't just lose all that money for nothing. But uh, you asked to kind of update other parts. I think it's extremely respectable and and just shows how much you cared about your investors' capital and you decided to take the loss yourself. I I just think it's very respectable that you would do that for them and just knowing that's what's best long-term. I know only a couple of syndicators that wouldn't do that. And it's sad to think that they would be like, oh, but I've got a couple hundred grand hard on this property and I stood to make a couple hundred more as an acquisition fee. And there's a lot of people playing the game just for those acquisition fees. And it is a tough choice. We decided we had to make it. But door count, you were talking about door count. Within my company, we're just at a few hundred all together, passive and active. Uh, I think I'm at 14-ish hundred. And, you know, everything was cash flowing as of April. We'll see what happens in May. Interesting times, no doubt about it, over the next month or two. So Adam is amazing at marketing and branding. And we want to talk today just about your funnel and the process of growing your brand and lead magnets and some of those things that, that he's really good at. So you can be better prepared uh, just to, to grow your brand professionally. And maybe even before you know, get the, what do they say, the, the cart before the horse? You know, sometimes we do that. And, and Adam's going to help us to get the horse back out there in front and, and to do this in the right order. So Adam, you know, help us to think through the funnel process a little bit or maybe you know do we need lead magnet what do we need first and let's talk about a few of those things awesome i will mention something that you brought up in the very beginning when you were kind of introducing the whole topic and that thing is to the listener before we go anywhere i just really want them to know that even though they definitely want to get on a podcast and they would like the exposure if you do it in the wrong order if you get on a podcast and before you do the things we're talking about today, like you're really going to hurt yourself. It sounds good. It sounds like a good thing to grow your exposure, but without having the funnel and the lead magnet ready to go, there's really no purpose or to be on somebody's podcast, right? If you're going to jump on the podcast and you're going to want to talk about maybe what is good for a passive investor, maybe what you're selling is spots for passive investors. And you jump on and you just say, go to my website. The problem with a website is that there's too many calls to action. There's too many possible things that they can do when they go to that website. And so they jump on and they get confused and a confused mind always says no. So write it down. A confused mind says no. And the problem is when they jump onto your website and there's all these things that they could do, they could look at your bio, they could contact you, they could join your investor list. They don't know which one thing they should be doing and they hop off and they probably never go again. So when you're jumping into your first podcast interview and you're on Whitney's podcast, you're on Joe's podcast, you're on my podcast, you're on whoever's, Rock Leaf, you jump onto that podcast and the person asks, how can people find you? How can they get a hold of you? You need to have a clear, direct funnel. So here's the thing to answer your question the process that you need to be implementing prior to getting on people's podcast. As you're starting to think about growing your brand, I want to talk to the listener just about how they could have something set up ahead of time that could capture their perfect avatar. So step one is to know your avatar. Absolutely, the first thing you do is just understand who you're attracting. You want to know a lot about them. And so for me, 
I know it might sound racist or sexist or anything-ist, ageist, <laughs> because <laughs> I have such a clear idea of the perfect ideal avatar that I want to attract. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't have passive investors that are older and younger and different colors and different jobs and different genders than the one I'm about to tell you, but I make sure that I think about this one person in my mind every time I create content for passive investors. And my avatar is not going to be your avatar. You'll find yours, right? But my avatar is 42 years old, male, Indian, engineer, that's already passively invested in several syndications and has more than a million available to continue investing. And so I've found a way to easily resonate with my avatar because my father was an engineer. A lot of my good friends are Indian and I love talking about all of the Indian food, everything. I'm really passionate about getting along with that one person. I have investors, past investors who are women and whatever, 60, 70 years old, or even 20 or 30 years old. But if I am at a conference and I meet an Indian engineer, male, I will always say, hey, do you want to go grab a beer? It's on me. I'd love to talk to you more about what you do in engineering. It's fascinating to me. Oh, you do bridges. And then once we start getting to know each other, they find that I'm a sponsor and a podcaster, and they listen to a lot of my episodes, and we bond, and eventually they say, I want to invest passively with you. You know your avatar so well, but not, not only that, you've prepared so well to be able to connect with that avatar. And unless you've like just drilled down that far, well, I mean, how can you be prepared to connect with so many different types of people? And I haven't really heard somebody talk about it like that on the show. We always say, okay, you got to have you got to know who your avatar is, but we don't really think about, you know, you preparing to be able to just connect with that individual, you know, and grow that relationship. Yeah. Well, the most important thing when you're talking about whoever your avatar is, is or is going to be is that you need to understand if you're speaking to everybody, you're speaking to nobody. If you're out there trying to please everybody and do everything for everybody, it's going to be really hard for my avatar. If I'm out there doing everything, it's going to be really hard for my avatar to say, I like that person because I need to speak their language. I need to understand them and identify with them. And so your avatar could be a single mom who is XYZ. Your avatar could be a doctor or a dentist. I didn't say your avatar is just anybody who runs something in medical. You need to really understand the language of that person. So that's why it's step one is to understand the avatar, start to think like they think. The problem that a lot of people have when they jump on to podcasts like this is they will say, well, I need to raise more money and so I need to act really, really smart and I need to talk about IRR and I need to talk about all these confusing terms. The confused mind says, what? No, the confused mind says no. So when you get in front of your audience, you want to have the exact language that your avatar would have. Like your passive investor that you're trying to raise money from, you want to understand them really, really well and use words and phrases that they understand. They, most engineers are going to understand IRR, so I might be able to get away with it. But if you're having an avatar who's a doctor or a dentist, it's less probable. 
that they're going to understand those terms. So you want to use uh, simple, like cash on cash return. This is what it looks like. And don't talk over their head because you're not helping yourself. It doesn't benefit you to sound smart or to sound cool. You just want to use the same language that your perfect avatar uses. So that's really step one. Once you understand that, now you're going to start getting your feet into their shoes and trying to figure out what are they worried about? What is my 42-year-old male Indian engineer with two kids and already passively invested in a certain amount of deals? What is he worried about? What is he looking for? And you want to start providing that information. Another issue is that people that are starting podcasts these days, they are saying to themselves, I want to attract passive investors, so I need to start a podcast. So they just decide, I'm going to have a podcast. But when they start their podcast, it has nothing to do with their avatar. Their avatar is a passive investor, somebody who's a busy professional, somebody who's a doctor, but the title of their podcast has nothing to do with doctors. It has nothing to do with busy professionals. It has everything to do with them trying to teach how to get into real estate. And so the issue is that they're really training syndicators like you and me. They're helping other people to be syndicators, but that's not the best route if your goal is to attract passive investors. So as you're putting your feet in their shoes, you've got to understand what does this guy worry about at night? What keeps him up? Is he worried about the stock market? Where is he putting his money? Where does he spend his time? Does he listen to podcasts? And if he does listen to podcasts, what does he want to know? If he's scrolling through, is he going to see creative real estate podcast? This was my mistake when I started. Is this engineer going to be like creative real estate podcast? Well, that would be if I didn't have any money at all. I got plenty of money, not my podcast, and they skip it. Don't make the same mistake as me. If your avatar is somebody with a lot of money, do what Taylor Lote did. He started a podcast that was for passive investing for busy professionals. If you're a busy professional and you're like, oh, well, great, I get to still keep my job, but I got to get to invest passively perfect title for that. They found you, right? So you want to be thinking of these things. What's going to be the keywords that they're searching for? What do they want to know? Once you do that, you can start creating a lead magnet. And lead magnet basically just means a free piece of content that they have to give you their email for. And if you we know have, what they're worried about, that can help us create the lead magnet, right? Exactly. Now that you understand who they are and you've put your feet in their shoes, now you totally understand what they need. And so you create a, a piece of paper, a document or a checklist, something that says, if you're going to invest passively with uh, an operator, here's the things you need to know about what to look for in a market. Or here's the things you need to look for in what to look for in the operator. You talk about their experience. So you go on that podcast. Now that you've had some lead magnet ready, now you're able to get on the podcast and you're able to at the end say, look, Whitney, I've got something free for your listeners. If they would like to know more about the subject we're talking about, they can go here. They can text this word to this number or they can go to my website forward slash lead magnet or whatever. And that's going to allow the people that are interested in the thing to only have one decision. Remember, the confused mind says no. Once they go to your landing page, not your website, once they go to this landing page, which could be like realbluespruce.com forward slash, you know, lead magnet or something like that. Once they go there, the options are to either get off the page or to enter their email to get the free thing. 
So they don't see the about and the contact us page or the home page. They don't see all that stuff. It's just, here it is. Here's your thing you signed up for, whatever the lead magnet is. Yes. And then what's, so, so, so the important parts that we've talked about is that you have to have a lead magnet and then you have to have a place for them to get the lead magnet where you can get their email address in exchange. The third and final thing that we'll discuss on this funnel that I call it, the landing page, the lead magnet, and the blank is all part of this funnel before you ever get onto somebody else's podcast, before you ever start your own podcast. This stuff needs to be prepared and ready to go. You need to understand who your avatar is. But the third thing is your email follow-up sequence. And that's a part that a lot of people miss. They're like, oh, awesome, I got this landing page and people are signing up for my list and it's like, well, what are you sending them? Well, sending them? What do you mean sending them? Well, they're signing up for your list, so what emails are going out? Oh, no, I mean, maybe if I have a deal, I'll send something. If you're not nurturing that list, if you're not staying in front of that list, if you're not helping that list with the things that they need to know, you're going to fail. So once you've gotten to this point, it's time for you to have emails continue to come up. And this is my strategy. You can use it if you like. I call it the rule of 52. You all know the rule of 72. The rule of 52 is a little bit different. It means four lead magnets, all having a minimum of 12 follow-up emails. So they go to the main thing, plus the 12, plus the 12. That's 13 times four total, which is 52. That's what you should have. You should have maybe a lead magnet about a deal, a market, a sponsor, and whatever. So my lead magnet today is they can text raising money to triple five, triple eight, and they can get four videos of me teaching about how to raise money. That's my lead magnet. It's, it's a video of me for an hour, just giving out more content for free. Well, in exchange for an email address, right? So you need to have one too, before you ever get on somebody's show. And then they know they're going to get 12 follow-up emails. At least. Yeah, well, we do more, so that's the minimum is 12. Minimum is 12. What's your goal through those emails? Well, my goal through the email is to get them to acquire the next lead magnet. And my goal through those emails is to get the next lead magnet. And we score the people that have the most amount of lead magnets and the most amount of opens and the highest, you know, open rate and things like that. All of that gets more complex than the overview that we're really discussing right now. But my goal is if you go to raising money at 555 if you go text that and get that four video content to get more information on what we're talking about, then in the emails, I'm probably going to talk about another lead magnet that is going to be valuable to you. And I'm going to ask you if you would like to get it, you can get it for free. And it's in exchange for an email you're just on a different list. And within that second thing, it's going back to the same. And we might talk about one of the lead magnets being, look, if you're not wanting, this is a hard business. Like this is a tough business to do on your own or even with a team. I have a team of 13 and we're still having a hard time depending on where we are in the market. And so if you're thinking about being a syndicator, this is like at the end of one of my email sequences. Look, you can just be a passive investor. These are the types of returns that you could expect. Let me give you a checklist of what it looks like to be a passive investor. If you're with me and if you like me and if you've been around me, then there's a lead magnet to where you don't have to run everything. My team will run it and you invest passively pretty much. So, Tell me about the tools that you're using there to be able to 
you know, somebody just to text and to receive it and some of the backend software that makes that happen. Because I feel like, you know, visit bluespruce.com forward slash, you know, whatever, 10 ways to become a passive investor. Like, that's a lot for somebody to remember, especially just on a podcast. So I really like how you say just text uh, raising money. Raising money to a five 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 eight eight eight. See, I can even remember that. I hope I got it right. Yes, uh, you did. You did. You know, so I can remember that. Now I like that a lot. Tell me a little about the back end software that you use for that. There's three softwares that I will share with the audience, and this does almost every single thing that my team will do. So we use ClickFunnels. ClickFunnels is a place where it's about a hundred bucks a month to maintain it, but you can create unlimited funnels. We've created 60 funnels. And so we're almost at the edge of needing to upgrade our account. So ClickFunnels though is phenomenal. I suggest you just have four and that's gonna cost you about a hundred bucks a month. Active campaign is also very, very, very important. There's a lot of different types. There's Infusionsoft, there's MailChimp, you name it, there's a lot. They're all terrible. Uh, when compared to what Active Campaign can do, Active Campaign is kind of like Trello meets CRM meets your email list. So Active Campaign's been really helpful for us. We send out all of our emails through there. I suggest you segregate your, like separate the content. Like, how do I say it? So you join my investor list. You join some type of a list that I have, right? It's in, essential that you copy that before somebody unsubscribes. It can be very helpful for you to make sure that you have a master. Whereas if you ever use MailChimp or Infusionsoft or something to help send something out, you get more exposure that way. So I make sure that I do that and I help clients do that too. And the third one that I wanted to share, so ClickFunnels, ActiveCampaign, and then simple texting. There's a lot of different texting funnels for you to be able to do this, but simple texting is cool because when they do raising money to 555-888, all that's going to happen is they get a text back that gives them the link. And so they click on that link, put in their email, and now they can have those videos for free. Simple texting does all of that. And what's cool is I think we have one, if you text passive to 555-888, then you can join our list. If you text raising money to 555-888, then you get this. We've got all sorts of words where we own the number, 555-888, and we can use as many words as we would like. So it's kind of cool. If it's something for past investors, we do that. So if they just texted Adam, or if they texted like something you don't actually have a word for, are you still going to receive that? I won't get anything. I will only get it if they text one of these special things. It's all automated. So like they text raising money or whatever, they automatically get the link. I don't have to look at it. And I assume and these later. three platforms are integrated and exactly. they all work yes. together. Yes. And that's not my expertise. That's Chad. Chad is the one who integrates them all together. So 60 funnels in ClickFunnels. I think that's where we are. That's massive. That's so much time and commitment to creating good content. That's incredible, Adam. Tell me, like, how big should we strive? You know, say the listener's just getting started and they want some funnels or they, they're thinking, wait a minute, that just seems overwhelming. How should they start to develop maybe their first funnel? If they're only going to do one funnel, that's a great question because maybe not use ClickFunnels. It's 100 bucks a month. If it's just their first funnel ever, it's harder to do it this way, but it's cheaper they would actually use their Squarespace. There's a couple more. I can't think of all of them. So they can use WordPress. We just use ClickFunnels because we do a lot of them or 
they can hire somebody. So I won't make any money on this, but I have somebody in our staff that can do this if they're like, look, I don't want to run my own. I don't want to do my own, but I need one. Just reach out to me. I'll put you in touch with Chad and and you can pay him to do it. And now you have your funnel. That's what I would say. And then think, think small at the beginning. You must, must, must at a minimum have a web page or you could use simple texting somehow where they can go to get the thing. And the second thing is that you need to make sure that your lead magnet's ready to go. And the third thing is to make sure that the email sequence of at least 12 is just, is totally ready to go. You don't have to have your other lead magnets in your rule of 52 and when you're starting out, but don't you dare waste your time or energy by getting on a podcast thinking that this is so wonderful that you're really boosting your business now and getting in front of the right people if you don't have your lead magnet completely ready to go. It's just a complete waste of time. And the biggest fear for you is that you're not likely to be back on that show for three years. That's the average. So Adam, maybe for those who aren't familiar with these terms like funnels and sequences, things like that, maybe you could just quickly describe the difference between a funnel and the email sequence because the funnel is in click funnels, but the email sequences live in active campaign. So, you know, they hit the funnel and that kind of gets them into the email sequences. Well, the way I look at this is that the funnel is an imaginary way for you to get your avatar on your list. And so what I mean is you just imagine this funnel. You're trying to pour a five-gallon bucket into a small water bottle. You can't do it without spilling, but a funnel is going to help you get it to where you want. So when you hear me talk about a funnel, it's not a specific website. It's not any one part. It's the holistic idea of you not wasting time and effort and spilling your possible value out onto the ground. So that's the funnel to me. Other people call the web page a funnel. I just literally call that a landing page. Like to me, that landing page is a piece of the funnel. You being on the podcast is a piece of the funnel that incorporates with your lead magnet that gets people excited about that value you can give them, which incorporates to the landing page, which incorporates to you staying in front of them. So the four steps, that's the real funnel in my mind. You people need to know you, like you, and trust you. They're not going to know you unless you're getting out there. But if you do the interview without the other pieces of the funnel, then that's when I really say you're completely wasting your time. You're probably not going to be back there for three more years. And you feel like you've given everything you got, but you didn't get anybody on your list because you didn't have a clear directive. Does that make sense? It does. That's great value, Adam. I'm very grateful for you just being so willing to share all this too with the listeners because I know many of them are trying to get on podcasts and maybe they're not as prepared as they should be just yet or they could maximize the return on that time spent if they just do a few of these things. But just a couple more questions. Tell me the one thing that's contributed to your success, Adam. Persistence and determination have helped a lot. I would say that's part of the biggest part. That or just thinking of other people first, one or the other. I'm not really sure. And that shows, no doubt, Adam. It's been great to get to know you. I've seen that firsthand. But it goes right into how do you like to give back? I give back in a couple of ways. Coaching 
And then the other ways would be very passionate about anti-human trafficking. And so I give money and also whenever I see a good cause like that, I offer them free ad space on my podcast. And the other way is with autism. Within the autism spectrum, my son is autistic and, you know, that was scary. And so I sit on the board of Dream Gap Foundation, which we help transitioning adults to be able to go from autism to be able to find their house and find their jobs. So it's kind of fun. Those are the three ways that I would say I give back the most. Amazing show, Adam. I'm grateful for your time. You've definitely given a lot to the listeners and myself today. Tell them how they can get in touch with you or what they should do. Raising money to triple five triple eight. Just text the word raising money to five 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 eight eight eight. You get four free videos of the similar thing that we were talking about today. Take your business to the next level and I will get your email and I will hound you like crazy. No, I won't do that. But you will get emails from me and be able to get more content because it's all about adding value. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.